And you know I'd walk a thousand miles. <laughs> oh, wait. We're recording. Okay. Hi, Amanda. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Wonderful. Um, so this is another episode of Game Gurus. And I am joined today by uh, my special guest co-host, Amanda Elliott. Hi. Can you tell us about yourself, Amanda? Um, I am a blogger and marketing professional in Chicago. Okay. And you've had a couple of um, relationship-based podcasts as well, right? Yes, I had one called Okay Cool to talk about passive aggressiveness in relationships. Tell us a little more about that. Uh, Just me and my friends started recording a podcast about how people say okay cool to end things um, when they really mean like they're not cool with it. Um, And so we just talked about different things that people get upset about in relationships. Okay, cool. (laughs) No. <laughs> yeah that's cool but um just want to say thank you for joining us on this special episode because while quarantine even though we planned this a while ago <laughs> but you know amanda's very uh she's a social butterfly you know and unpredictable you know cough cough and (laughs) so you know sometimes we plan things and then you know I'm not as good as communicating as she is in the communication aspect so you know sometimes I forget to give her information and we get our channels mixed up so Mm -hmm. I'm happy that we're finally doing this me too I can't think of a better thing I'd want to do while quarantine on a Friday night (laughs) yeah just get into the podcasting yeah who needs to drink and go out yeah chicago nightlife who needs you (laughs) exactly we're going into the international podcasting arena that's what it's all about well we're going to talk about netflix's love is blind yeah uh what did you think about it so I forget how I started watching it, but I know you were like one of the main people on my um, Instagram feed kind of talking about the show and like, you're like, I'm obsessed with it. And you were giving some really good coverage of it. Um, it was a little different than I thought it would be going into it. I thought, I thought they would kind of give them a little bit more time. Like, that was one of my issues with the show. Um, You know, I I kind of felt like they forced everything on the people. Um, And I just didn't understand why that was the case. But I don't know. Um, I liked it. I liked the premise of the show. Um... I'm curious to see what they do with season two. 
Um, I thought the cast was, I don't know, the cast felt a little forced to me at times, but overall, I think um, I'd kind of just give the people who decided to be cast, um, who decided to participate in the experiment, um, a lot of credit. I, I think that was hard to kind of put your life on hold and really pursue love, especially given the parameters of the experiment. Yeah, I think the hardest part for me was that they had to keep their marriage a secret for a year and a half. Like, that is wild. I feel like the first year of marriage is very hard, um, so I've been told. And just to be like, you can't even share or, like, have, like, a formal wedding. You know, like I, I think, like, you can only have, like, a small amount at the wedding. Right. Um, I I think the, the wedding portion of it really turned me off. Like, the fact that you could say, I don't. <laughs> And yeah, you get all your family there and the bridesmaid dresses and have the dress. I was like, I don't know. For me, that's not a day that I would really want. And I wouldn't want that to be taken or tainted from, you know, not being real. Like I was being like, oh, I'm going to break up with this person, but I'm in a wedding dress. Yeah, that just didn't sit well with me at all. I, Especially I totally Jessica. agree with that part. Oh, that's probably why people hate Jessica even more. It just seemed very disingenuous. And then her response after it. The thing with Jessica is like, it's odd because she's uh, tr- pretty transparent, like she's <laughs> honest, but it's like in a very deceitful way, I guess. <laughs> like, what? It's like she'll, she'll say things like, well, I was honest with Mark about how he's feeling the whole time. And, okay, you go back and you look at her interactions with him. Okay, she did raise what she was kind of going through, like, what she was struggling with. But at the same time, she also did a lot of things that she wasn't honest about. You know, She gave so- a man hope. That's what happened. She literally gave the guy hope. <laughs> um. <laughs> When they they probably shouldn't have made it off the uh, island together, but maybe we're getting too far ahead of ourselves. Maybe no. Well, I just it's kind of like um, when you're starting to date somebody, right? And you are like, this person is like what I want. I should be there, but I'm not there. Like, and so you keep dating that person. You're trying to get there. And then you realize you never got there. And so now you're like, how do I end this? And I feel like that's kind of what happened there. I think it's more, it was like more of a friendship vibe that I found from them instead of a romantic vibe. But I I don't even really think that they were friends. Oh, I think they were friends. And it was interesting the night she got drunk and like tried to go back to her lover, Barnett. Um, Yeah. <laughs> and then she, and then she was all over Mark again. I was like, okay, girls do that all the time. They're like, okay, you don't want me, run her up, let's go. Like, I yeah. <laughs> Thank you for admitting that. <laughs> like they're just at the, when you're drunk, it's probably like oh, I just want some sort of affection or something. I just need that attention. I need that validation right now. Right now, like the alcohol makes me want it right now. And she's right just, now right on him so I feel like that's what happened in that moment um 
but I think it was really hard for her because her and Barnett really did have a great connection. So it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I saw this guy. But did they? Yeah, they did. Like he said he would marry her. He um, said that, but it was like I don't know. When he said that, I didn't take it but so seriously. I, I definitely didn't take it the way she interpreted it as. Uh yeah, I feel like there was a little bit of misinterpretation there. But you also don't see all the conversation that happened. And that that's the other part. How okay, it's curated. So m- maybe maybe we back up and kind of explain the pods a little bit. Well, since that's going to be our new dating structure from now in 2020, moving forward. Maybe we just need to get it with the pods. We need to order pods right now. We had iPods. Now we have AirPods. Now we have the pods. So let's let's get into it. Well, you know what? To be honest, we're going to go. We don't care about spoilers right now. We're just going to give you information. We're going to give you our insights. You should have seen Love is Blind by now. So if we spoil anything for you. If we leave anything out, just watch the show and don't, you know, add us. Don't drop comments my way. I don't care. I'm not going to respond to that. So we're, we're just. They just we're did their out. whole media tour. So it's like, come on. But yeah. okay. Like, it's like right now we're talking through a phone. So that's like basically a wall. No? Yeah. <laughs> like, I just. We have our pods right now. <laughs> I just. Okay, so why don't you explain what a pod is and the premise of the show? Okay, so the pod is like this place where <laughs> you go into a room and it's supposed to find a connection between you and the other person without actually physically seeing them. And so I guess it applies because I've never actually physically seen Amanda. <laughs> yeah, we've never physically met. We've never physically met. We we matched on Hinge. Thank you for this. Yeah, we matched on Hinge. and Before um, we knew pods were a thing. And uh, I guess you've asked to follow me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so then he just started stalking my page. Pretty much. And then, you know, sending me voice memos. And then finally this memo. So I guess we're recording the so, 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 And we're recording now. <laughs> she was expecting me to hit her up about a date and i was just like no podcasting pods and i was like yeah i guess you know everyone has their own reasons for doing things which we learned on the show (laughs) everyone has their own reasons okay so let's explain the, the actual cast well, I think the way you described the pods was terrible because they <laughs> 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 can watch the show, you know. Okay, first of all, it's basically like a sorority and fraternity get together. Okay. <laughs> okay. Whoa. <laughs> and girl side, boy side, and you can't see each other. So all the girls are hanging out, all the guys are hanging out, and you go into a number of doors. Um, and you have like a few conversations with each person. Um, and it's basically like you're entering your own living room. It's the pod. And it's really nice. It's cozy. Get comfortable. Drink a glass of wine. Take a shot. Have your notebook taking notes. Um, and through a microphone, I guess it's 
surround sound in the pod, you're talking to somebody else. And you don't know what they look like or where they're from or anything about that. Um, And apparently people were using celebrities to kind of describe what they look like. Um, But yeah, and people would spend like hours talking to people. And what was crazy about this whole situation is that the girls could all talk about who they liked. So Barnett was one of the characters that everyone was interested in. So popularity contest. So even, even though love is blind was blind, you still had somebody who was popular and who resonated with a bunch of people and he would have been popular in real life with or without being seen. So I thought that was an interesting aspect about the whole thing. But do you think that was the case, especially with Barnett? There, oh, there's a couple of things. Do you have anything else you'd like to share about the pods? <laughs> oh, you can also send people gifts via the pod. Via the pods. Okay. So if you have any other tidbits you would like to include about the pods, I think Amanda is actually like affiliated somehow. She's getting like sponsored by the pods. At this point, that's how she knows so much about the pods. And maybe she was actually on Love is Blind, but they just didn't include her part in the actual series. Who knows with Amanda, you know? Yeah, people don't know my dating life like that. Yeah, you know. Follow her at Wendy City. Cosmo. Cosmo. (laughs) On Instagram. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyways, so do you think Barnett um, would have gotten the same attention and had the same interactions if it had not been for the pods? Yeah, for sure. You see, to me, he came across as, um, I think, certain people, I think he probably would have had the same amount but he would have probably have attracted people differently because he kind of he kind of looks the way he um was kind of talking like i think lauren put it the best like oh he kind of looked like a frat guy and he sound like a frat guy and he kind of has like that frat guy look um and so i i think he like i don't know if jessica would have connected with him physically at first but I I think after the fact I think she was just like oh I connected with him and he is good looking um or I you know I'm attracted to him in that way are you kidding me she totally thought he was hot like yeah (laughs) I think if she saw him at a bar she would have totally approached him I think but I, I don't think she would have opened herself up to that uh, emotional connection that she had with him. I don't think she would have taken him, taken him seriously in that regard. One thing I pro- uh, like appreciate about Barnett is that he knew what he wanted from a relationship. And I feel like a lot of people don't know that. Like, we have a lot of sides. Um, but did in he? Our per- in our personality. And, like, he liked the passion and the quirkiness that Amber brought into his life. He liked being that person. So, but but like really that. when it come down to it with Barnett in particular, 
he I I kind of disagree from the standpoint of I think he wasn't really sure what he wanted until it was presented to him because it wasn't even really between Amber and Jessica. It was really between Amber and um what was LC. the other girl? And what's that? What was her name? LC. LC. Yeah. LC. LC. Those were his two big um, major connections. Um, and so, but he he was kind of all over the place. He had, and I think there was actually another girl at one point that was interested in him um, that they talked about when they were over on that side. But, like, just the fact Jessica went off the rails like that with him, mm-hmm. you know, to me, she was, to me, I think it was a point of she wanted that validation from him because she had such a high expect, high expectations, I think, with him because of how the whole marriage conversation played out. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a part of her reason for being fixated on him because I really didn't even think their connection was that great. I I wasn't seeing it based on the pods where it was a little, but, but I didn't like the way that they did that as far as the show kind of presented it. So like they gave us the scenes, but they started incorporating, you could tell they were focusing on certain couples and not as many as the others. Like, we really didn't see uh, Kelly and um, what was his name? Kenny. Kenny. Kenny and Kelly. They were so vanilla. Like, But we didn't really see them until it was time for the engagements. Like, we didn't really see their interactions. What was interesting is that, like, in the reunion show... Um, Lauren, everyone kind of likes Lauren. And yeah, great reaction. It was like Lauren and Burnett, really. But nobody from the beginning, you would have never known that people were attracted to Lauren because they didn't focus on that. So I feel like while this was unscripted show and they didn't producers didn't tell you what to think or what to say, um, they definitely created a storyline. They created narratives for mm-hmm. sure, just about how they presented, how they did the editing. Yeah, and like who they. Like they could have presented Lauren like they did Barnett, but they did not present Lauren that way. They did not, and I wonder why. Maybe because they already felt like she had a storyline all to herself, like the interracial dynamic of her relationship and how mm-hmm. that was going to play out. And I think she said that was her first interracial relationship. With yeah, Cameron. and. Maybe they knew by the time editing rolled around that they were um, going to be a successful couple. But that's what I kind of mean about the show behind the scenes. Like, there was just a lot of weird stuff that happened. Like, did you hear there were two other couples that got engaged, but the show said that they didn't have enough money to pay for them to go to Mexico? Oh, is that what happened? Some yeah, like they they ran out of money. They weren't expecting as many people to get engaged as 
they were expecting maybe one or two couples. Yeah. And not to have, I guess, what was the total? Seven, eight? Yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't really... Okay, that kind of makes sense, but not really. And then, okay, when... um, What was the name? Um, Who were the, the couples that imploded in Mexico? Oh... I can't even remember their names. Diamond and... That guy was the worst. Honestly. He, he was. was. He was. Uh, what is his name? Diamond and um, Carlton. Really? But, yeah. His name was he Carlton. was coming off all suave. Like, I don't want to be stereotyped as like the guy who wears X, Y, and Z and has this. And I was like, okay, your personality is the worst. <laughs> Yeah, I never liked his personality, but I kind of uh, predicted that he was actually gay. Did you? Before it came out. So um, that was interesting to see that reveal kind of take place. Um, I thought... I thought he started arguing with her like... Like it was a a woman to woman argument rather than a boyfriend girlfriend argument, which I thought was very interesting. What I learned from that couple in particular is that we all have things that we're insecure about, mm-hmm. and we all have things that we think that nobody will accept about us. Um, but you also have to understand that people need to process things and they don't know you and like you have to give them a chance to get to know you and um people will accept the information in a different way like he he wanted her to accept it in a certain way and if she didn't do it exactly how he wanted right. to respond then she was unaccepting and a horrible person and, and that's, that's not fair for her that's not fair for anyone she didn't really have time to process any of that. That is a pretty big revelation. It's kind of like it's like, like Barnett and Amber and their financial conversation, which I think was huge. Like her right. saying, I have Sephora debt on my credit card and I basically have no job and I'm homeless in a sense. And he's like, here's my big house and my life. Um, but I like how she was so honest. Like she didn't like hide it. Hide right. it. But um, so it's like that honesty. I feel like you have to create that room to be honest about these real things in your life and how you're going to tackle them. But he didn't just write her off, but he was probably like, uh. <laughs> right. That's not as alluring, but she she didn't present herself as anyone other than that. You don't want to lead with like your worst qualities or right. the things like you want to create that space where you can have a conversation. But at the same time, it's like when you present things that you're insecure about, why are you insecure about them? <laughs> you know, you have to ask yourself kind of these questions. Like you weren't fully revealing this part of you. So it's new to that person as well. Right. And I think... I have a lot of mixed feelings about the fact that they did that. I think it was almost like they created like an experiment within an experiment. Okay. And it just kind of happened to fall on uh, Diamond 
to be able to process it all because you know you're already it's already hard enough to put yourself out there with someone that you've never actually physically seen you're going through that process and then the fact that they you know expedited the process so much um because you have to remember they had only known each other for what a week or two at that point yeah like two weeks so basically they're in the pods they propose and once you propose you can see each other um and then you go to Mexico and you're in the same room together. <laughs> and then you move into a condo or apartment building um, complex and meet the other couples as well. And so. And then you meet the families and then you get married. You, you go dress shopping and tux shopping and then you get married. I actually love the timeline. I didn't think it felt rushed at all. Um, I love how they incorporated a lot of elements to prepare people for success, such as <clears throat> going into each other's home and seeing how each other lived, right. having a meal together. Like I really seeing each other's families. That was another big one. Letting each other romance each other. Like Damien did a nice dinner for a G, um, and stuff like that. Like I f- and and I also like how they intermingled with other couples and in that aspect um i don't know i i actually really liked how they put the show together and the different stages i i like it in that sense i like the um <clears throat> i kind of i would say sequence of events yeah but not necessarily the timeline if that makes sense what you're like oh month is too quick to get married it i i it couldn't be me from from that perspective. I could totally see myself doing this. <laughs> I think you were actually on this season <laughs> of Love is Blind. You yeah. just don't want to admit it to us. Like, are you under contract? <laughs> no. No. Did you record in 2018 just to have it all come out? I did not but I definitely know that once I find the person I'm supposed to be with it's gonna be fast like this like um I could see myself just being like meet the parents let's have dinner let's go on a trip and let's get married that's cool I don't see myself myself like you know moving in you know waiting 17 years having a kid and then getting married like no I I I I think both are extremes. No, I know. <laughs> they are There's a happy medium, like maybe know each other for a year before <laughs> you get married. I I don't think that's that major, but you know, who am I? Uh I would like to go through all the holidays together unquarantined. <laughs> unquarantined. <laughs> um We might just be forced to marry different people so (laughs) who knows you might not have options anymore amanda i guess you might have to get used to this quarantine love no i think it's gonna show like i'm okay being on my own i'm okay being alone that's fine (laughs) maybe that's what quarantine's supposed to show me i don't know we there are lessons from quarantine (laughs) this is my first night of quarantine (laughs) this is Come join us in the <laughs> land 
of quarantine. Well, I mean, I've basically been quarantined from all my social obligations, but like I've still been going into work, so I've seen people. But now that I live in an apartment alone, it's basically like I'm in a pod. So <laughs> I have that going for me. Um, but anyways, I do like the show. I think it's very realistic and obviously they've had two successes from it, two marriages and another relationship to come out of it. But with Damien and G, yeah, I felt like they were very passionate, um, but also very argumentative. Um, but I definitely wouldn't want to be them. Like it's been a year and a half and they're still dating. I think they needed to do that though. I don't think that I think both of them have severe issues that they have to work through individually. Severe issues? What? Severe issues. Okay. Do you know Damien got recruited from Tinder? Like, that says enough. They literally went on Tinder to recruit these people. They they went on a lot of different places to recruit these people. Tinder, they they probably were on Hinge. I think that's where they found you, Amanda. Oh, okay. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't on the show. I've never been on a dating show. I have been asked to be on two dating shows, and that is all. Oh, what shows were they called? Okay. Do they have a different name before they (laughs) settled on Love is Blind? Very interesting. I guess I tell us more. I guess I'm dateable. Kill me, okay? Oh, whoa. Oh my gosh. I could never I could never do. I mean, the amount of I like that they talked about the bullying that they go through and the judgment. Like I don't know, the things that they said like you have to get to know somebody, right? So you have to kind of show who you are and have real right. conversations. So to open up about credit card debt, to open up like I haven't had sex in how what a year and a half, I think she said. Um to open up about race and what that means to you and how that affects your identity. Um, They had like really hard like age and they did and how like, Oh, I'm in the beginning of my career. And she's like, I've made it in my career. Like I'm excelling and I can buy a house in Chicago. Like it is, they had very real conversations and they really exposed themselves um, and so I felt like bad about the bullying aspect um, and the hate. Um, yeah. Because because while they were in pods, it's like what I liked about it is that they got to see each other's homes and how they lived. And lifestyle is a key part in marriage. Yes. So there's there's the attractiveness, there's the connection, but then it's like, what kind of life can you afford? Um, what is your family like? What kind of person are you? Who are your friends? You know, like, what are your hobbies? And where, where, what do you buy? Like, do you live off wine? Do you, you know, feed your dog wine like Jessica? Like, I mean, everything just adds up. Well, like, I think the two um, couples that end up getting married, um, Lauren and Cameron and Amber and Barnett, um, I think both of them were practicing compromise and made adjustments and both of them were honest and really honest and vulnerable about where they were. 
Mm-hmm. I think Jessica was really honest about the age thing. She was, but I don't think that's the reason why she's not with Mark. Ooh, why don't you think they're together? Mm. I think Jessica just needed. I I think Mark was entirely too um, accommodating to her. Like, he never really checked her, like, disrespect. He didn't, like, really set boundaries well. And so she was able just to kind of do her own thing and he was always going to be there and just be understanding. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really he, cool. He wasn't practicing enough self-love and self-respect to really see what was obvious about the whole thing because she, the way she was doing things with him was just like, Mark is a good guy. He didn't deserve that. Yeah. And um, so we're just going to talk right to it. We're we're giving spoilers. It is what it is. It's been out for a few weeks now. So you have quarantine. You have time. So you have quarantine. You have time. <laughs> but anyways, tell us tell us more about Messica. I'm sorry, Jessica. Jessica, I actually really related to Jessica a lot. <laughs> Don't even start with me. What? What? Uh, continue. Continue. No, I know people hate her. I get it. I understand. People hate me too. Um, I don't. We don't hate you here on this podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank You're you. You're a friend of the Game Gurus podcast. Oh, appreciate the love. <laughs> um, I just. I feel like there's things that we think we're okay with, um, but we realize they really bother us. So, like. Amber and Barnett, they could get past the fact that she had debt. Like, yes, that was like a obstacle, but it wasn't like a huge obstacle. Like, uh, I'm not going to marry you again. Obstacle. Um, it but, wasn't an obscene amount of debt. So, um, but she also didn't have a job. I mean, there. I mean, like somebody who really cared about job security and like what they want. Like, um, I don't know. I felt like that was handled well, but with Jessica, she couldn't get past. A lot of things. Um, I don't think she could get past the fact that she made more and was more stable in her life than he was. Um, That's really what it was more so than his actual age, because if he was as successful as her. I think she I mean, he was 24 and she was what, 34. Yeah. It's just like the girl had a house, a beautiful house, a dog. She was very successful. She was in sales. Um and she was just thriving in her career. She's gorgeous. She loves sports. She's very easy to talk to. Um, but I don't think she could get past the fact that he was starting out. He had roommates. Um, he's a personal trainer. He's totally 24. And I think there was like a big disconnect. And she's like, it's kind of like you want somebody in who's on the same level of life if, as you. Right? Yeah. Um. And I, guess and I think that was the you. things that are essential to them, right? Like, I don't want to marry someone who's 50. Like, I don't want somebody who's done it all and is going to lead me through life. Like, I want somebody 
who's at the same stage of life as I am. And I feel like they were at two different stages of life. I think that's what it came down to. And I think, well, it didn't seem like she had an issue with that in the pods. But I think, I really think that thing with her and Barnett just kind of ruined it for her. Because I think after that, she wanted that validation Mm -hmm. from him. She should have just removed... Her and Mark definitely had a bond in the pods, okay? It's no denial. I think they actually had real chemistry in the pods from what we were seeing. Yes. But... And and that's... Her mind was set on Burnett. Like, it's kind her of mind like... was set on Burnett. She needed that validation from him, and only Barnett could give it to her. Okay, so question. If Barnett would, did not propose and was not part of the couples, and she was just with Mark, do you think they would have made it? Um, I think probably not, but I think we would have seen that um, kind of decay quicker. So I think that they would have probably have realized that they weren't compatible maybe while they were on vacation, maybe a week after they went back. Because I did think that they really developed a bond while they were in the pods. Because, okay, I feel like their first And I think they were both kind of chasing that, if that makes sense. Because did they see each other? Uh, Yeah, they had the one night in Mexico alone before they all saw each other in a group. Right. So, yeah, she was hesitant with him from the get-go when they met. When they met. Because she, I, I I truly believe it was that validation. She felt like Barnett played her out. She was, like, irate. Where she was telling LC, all the girls that were interested in Barnett, well, he's a jerk. He's an asshole. Stay away from him. I mean, I feel the same way about guys. Like, you wrong me, I'll be like, okay, don't, I can't with this man. I usually just block them, but she was about bad-mouthing him, so I feel bad. But, I'm, and, and, but. It's kind of like you can't, I feel like he, he, in a sense, was an ex. You know what I mean? Like, you can't move forward with somebody until you get over right. that. And, like, Mark was not the guy who was better than Barnett in her eyes. Like right, and, and so and, and it was just at, from that point, and then he took her back so easily. That's what really started. If she had to kind of like earn her spot back with, oh um, no, he she had to earn it. He was kind of standoffish about it. No, yes, no, he was. no, yes, he was. He didn't earn anything. Oh my god, go back and look at that episode. I he was, was ready I for did. it. He, he tried to be strong, but he was weak. Oh my gosh! Wow. Okay. He was weak. He was super weak. Okay, okay. One of the key scenes that really got a lot of people was that when G called out Damien and said, you know, I didn't say that this was the best sex ever. I feel like that was such a powerful conversation. It was. Because I feel like men don't know that women initiate a lot. Like, by what we wear, how we talk to you. Like, we initiate sex a lot more than men think that we do. If you're reading the situation, it, it all depends, yeah. Um, And it's really frustrating when guys don't see that and um, that they don't initiate and we do all the work. Like, 
because it's interesting because in society you're like oh well men want sex and women don't no women want sex just as much as men want sex and we want to be wanted just as much as men want to be wanted um so i i loved that fight between them and then he like kind of threw her on the bed and you know whatever but they're they're a very interesting couple (laughs) i think they might actually be the most interesting couple i just related to that situation a lot um i think it was a very relatable situation um but it was also good because like she's venezuelan right and she was, mm-hmm. and she's really into politics. And I like that she showed that she sent care packages to her family and how she's involved with government. Like, I love that they showed G as like this strong woman who doesn't just do things, but she reads and understands what's happening. And she has her own business as well. She's an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I like G. Um, and I like the different fashion, you know, like she was like I dressed according to my mood in a sense and she always had cute things and I just liked that she knew who she was and she was self-aware enough to know she was self-sabotaging like she later said that that conversation was a self-sabotaging conversation you know she did things to deliberately try to hurt him but I feel like with G she was willing to have a conversation even if it was an argument Mm -hmm. and so that they can move forward with the relationship and I think that's why they were able to move forward with their relationship even after you know G was running in Atlanta (laughs) to nowhere oh excuse me she still ran she still ran so um and, and but I do think that they they had enough to build on as individuals um before kind of like coming together and being a couple but I think when they do get married they'll have a very um long lasting relationship it's just going to take them a little longer to build the foundation well wasn't he the one who was like having an issue with his job like he took off too much time time or yeah that's I what love- he said when he was and he was scared about like coming back to it and yeah like he didn't know have one. it was going to be too much time off like he would lose his job like i love that vulnerability men are so like want to be dominant want to be the provider and he kind of showed that role and how he's like i don't know if i can take care of you the way i want to and that's such a huge part of like not gender roles i guess of a marriage but like what expectations are that you're bringing into a marriage So, yeah, I thought that was a good scene. I I think that they had a lot of really key um, conversations. Let me ask you this question. Mm -hmm. Do you think their relationship was altered at all by G being the one to propose? No. No. Okay. No, I, I... I thought it was uh, weird the way they did the music and how they presented it. Um, I feel like in real life, it wasn't like that dramatic. Uh, But no, I felt it was fine. I didn't think that was a weird issue at all. I loved when they got in a fight 
from the social scenes because this is so true. Like when you're introducing somebody to somebody else, you want them to like fit in with the social scenes that you're in. And she was like, you're embarrassing me or you're asking weird questions. Like that is, that would be, I mean, I'm a socialite. So if like the guy I was with couldn't hold his own or like embarrass me like that, I, I would be, I would walk away too. What did you think of that conversation? I thought it was a good conversation, probably the wrong time to have it. And I think they both approached it poorly. Oh, for sure. But I I, I do think it was a... And I, I think... I think they actually had good topics that they were trying to cover with each other. It was just like breakdowns and communication made them like fights when they really should have just been discussions. If one of them just kind of like presented it a little bit differently. Yeah. It's it's all about not what you say, but how you say it. That's what I've learned the most from this show. But we didn't really see their interactions that much in the pods. No, we didn't. Um, but not not so much. So I, I I'm really curious to kind of see how their bond was forged and um you know, everything that happened with them. Yeah, they really didn't pay attention to anybody else in the pods except for really Jessica and Barnett. Jessica, Barnett, Mark, and then Lauren. Elsie El- was not even really part of it. It was basically Amber and Barnett. Amber. But Elsie, yeah, uh, she she had her mo The ukulele. Yeah. But even Cameron and Lauren, like they didn't really show them in the pods or Kelly. They didn't really. Yeah, we didn't really see Kelly and Kenny. Um, we really didn't see Diamond and Carlton that much. None of them really. So, yeah, they really focus on the Mark Jessica situation, which is why we were all rooting for her and him. But obviously, once you met, it was like everyone's proposal was literally gorgeous. Like when they actually saw each other for the first time those interactions of seeing each other and being like, I can't believe this is what you look like. You're so cool. Like that was really beautiful to watch actually. Well, okay. Here's the other part about the show that people have kind of raised the questions about everyone in the show is considered quote unquote to be attractive, right? Yeah. Everyone like is pretty toned and beautiful. Yeah. So is love really blind? If, if you had a connection with one of those people and they turned out to not be, you know, fairly attractive, would that have changed the whole dynamics? Okay. Attractive, according to other people, yes. But um, it's different than being, like, your type. Like, would G necessarily go out with Damien if she hadn't met him? Like, would she be, like, looking for him? I don't know. I feel like they were matched with people who might have not been their types. I think that was true to a certain extent. I think uh, particularly true for Lauren and um, Cameron. Cameron. 
But I think she, she's never been a white guy. Yeah, but I think in the case of, but Cameron, but uh, Lauren would have been Cameron's type for sure, and apparently she was a lot of people's type just based on her personality. Um, but I think. Like, I don't think Diamond and Carlton would have necessarily found each other. Mm-mm. Um, and but but I think Amber and um, Amber and uh, be- Barnett, Barnett, I was gonna say Bennett, I know, but uh, <laughs> Barnett, uh, I think they probably, if, if you just put them in a bar, I think they probably find each other. Oh, for sure. Um, and maybe Jessica and Barnett find each other, but I don't think she takes him seriously. And I don't, I think she, I think Jessica, if they had gone through with her, if he had ended up proposing to her, I don't think he, she would have married Barnett either. I think she would have just kind of, because how G is honest about self-sabotaging, Jessica isn't. Okay, so what's interesting is I was saying, like, Mark was not the same stage life as Jessica. Jessica and Barnett are at the same stage life. They both have their own homes. They both have secure jobs. Um, So they would have been a good match if you were thinking of, like, okay, uh, financially and how they're progressing in their careers um, and and their lifestyle. I feel like they would have been a good match if on paper honestly on paper maybe whereas whereas you could see like mark and amber were kind of relating to each other because they're kind of like don't know what's happening in their careers like they were good right they were talking about it yeah because they were in the same stage of life but what's interesting is like she's the girl the situation and he's the guy and he kind of took her in whereas jessica was like no when she's the girl making more money and stable and the guy's not I felt like that was interesting. Jessica makes more money than Barnett, though. Do you know how much they make? I don't know. Well, just based on my observations, I could be wrong on this. Because he is like a... He's an engineer or something, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But it seems to me that Jessica was probably... Had a higher income than Barnett. Uh, because Barnett was kind of saying like how he was worried about money and you know how he had a house but he didn't know if it was going to be big enough for Amber and you know everything else and how they ended up having to move and all that stuff Um, because it kind of seemed like he was living in somewhat you know bachelor pad sort of situation maybe oh I I wouldn't call his house a bachelor pad nope you want it no no but anyways, he, uh, so I, I think Jessica, even if she ended up with Barnett, would have found a reason not to be happy. Oh, I don't, wow. She, I, I think she would have come up with, with, uh, Mark, it happened to be the age situation, um, that she said she was over and then she wasn't. And then, with Barnett, I think it would have been um something. Hey, I, I, I don't um I don't like how you are still social I don't know I don't like how we are when we go out socially together. 
maybe she would have had the conversation uh, G and Damien had. Who knows? But I I just feel like she just wasn't in the place to be compatible with anyone. She was kind of in the self-sabotaging. Um, but I think she said on the reunion she's been doing a lot of work on herself and kind of growing from the situation. But I still liked it when uh, Amber, you know, kind of called her out. So you think she's not compatible with anybody? I I think she wasn't during her time on the show. And not that she couldn't have been because she clearly, I think she showed that she has a good personality. She definitely made an impact, uh, an impact on Mark and uh, Barnett. And I think she had other suitors on the show too, if I remember. I think there was one other person that spoke with her that was you know was speaking highly of her um and she she seems like she's a good person but I think during her time on the show I just don't think she was really I think she was just self-sabotaging and where and wasn't very aware of that part of her yeah or didn't know how to fix it at that point. She didn't know what to do with that. So it's like a work on yourself and then come back. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think they should maybe have her back for season two. No, no, no. No. <laughs> no one's watching that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We need her back. We need her back. We need so, her back. Do you think love is blind? Do I think love is blind? Um... I'm going to say no. Okay. I don't personally, but um, I mean, maybe it could be. I don't know. I've never gone through an experiment like that, so who am I to say? You've never what been if- set up. I mean, when you're online dating still, you don't know what they really look like. Um, yeah, I guess, but I, I mean, I don't really do a lot of online dating. That's not really my thing. So Hmm. I've never, I've never gone on a date with someone that I've met through like an app or anything like that. Interesting. So it's, it, my dating app accounts for all of maybe 5% of my interactions. Hmm. So less than that, probably. So I, I, I don't even have a dating app on my phone right now. Nice. So um, what do you think? I think people surprise you. Okay. I think they do. There's some people that you're like, I um, I didn't particularly think I would have had a connection with them. And then I ended up really having a strong connection with them. I think that's true. Like giving them, like, like maybe going out with somebody who's a little younger than you think. Like for some reason, a bunch of 27-year-old 
27 year olds wanted to go out with me and I thought that was weird well because... I'm 27 Amanda <laughs> way to be judgmental Are you for real? way to shoot down all 27 year olds in the world I'm not cheating. Are you really 27? I'm really 27. Okay, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't... I was like, why are all these 27-year-olds talking to me? This is weird. <laughs> I felt like Jessica. Yeah, um, Jessica. We're going to start <laughs> calling you Messy Mandy. Don't you dare call me Mandy. We're oh going to start trending. <laughs> I'm going to put it all through your comments. But 27-year-olds have their stuff together, too. I mean, 27-year-olds are doctors. Okay. Yeah, twenty-seven-year-olds are doing a lot of stuff. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> so I'm here for it, Amanda. I have yet to go out with one. <laughs> no. When we get out of quarantine, we should go out on a date and um, live stream it for the podcast. <laughs> That's I'm just... sorry, I keep business separate from personal. You have to live stream it for um, Windy City Cosmo. Cosmo. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Pod life. I think it's, I think it hit at the right time, this show, and I think a lot of people are going to be dating this way. Um, I did a poll for my blog Uh and about 93 percent are using facetime and phone calls instead of texting and social media to talk to each other so can you give us that stat one more time 93 percent are using facetime and phone calls right now to talk to people they met on dating apps or to date in general um over social media and texting Mm. so it is it's going to be a different world out there facetime no one used to facetime and call like phone calls were like what are you doing but it's making a comeback quarantine and what's also interesting is people are not talking to like 30 people in a day right with that because their their life isn't so fast paced. Like now, people are having like for us, for instance, an hour conversation with one person, um, undivided attention. Wow. There's no there's no sports. There's nowhere to go. There's no train to catch or plane to catch. So, people are like literally spending their evening with one or two people instead of like talking to twenty people because they have nothing else in the background. Theoretically, to um, keep their attention. Yeah, of course, guys true. are always going to play video games, and I don't know what else guys do, but I'm gonna I feel like guys, guys never give girls enough attention, in my opinion. Oh, hear that, guys. We never give girls enough attention. So <laughs> that's something that we need to write in our notebooks. While we're yeah. in the pods, take yeah. notes, put that in the margins. I guess guys are upset with girls because we're always on social media. So, I mean, we all have our own issues. Do you have anything left for us? Any parting thoughts before you leave for a life in quarantine? Oh, 
Okay. I just think um, it's really nice to have a connection and to talk with somebody, but that doesn't mean that they're your person. And that's what we learned from Love is Blind. Yes. Well, um, I don't know if this is going to be a one-part episode or a two-part episode. Um, But we will give you this episode soon. And I just want to say thank you to Amanda for coming on the podcast and being authentic and open and transparent and unpredictable. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. (laughs) And don't know if there'll be other episodes of the podcast coming down. There may or may not be, but there probably will be because we're in quarantine. So perfect (laughs) time for podcasting. Until the next episode. I don't I forget what the tagline was for this podcast, but there we are. Good episode. <laughs>